Welcome to the CareerWise Nurse Podcast. This is your place if you are launching your career as a nurse or are preparing to launch. If you're growing into your role or growing into a new role, or if you're seeking to thrive or just need a little refresh in your work as a nurse or your life as a nurse. Living your best nursing life doesn't just happen. It takes energy and dedication. On this podcast, you will have the opportunity to learn, live, and love all the experiences of being a nurse. Nursing is truly an amazing journey. It's your amazing journey. It's your license. It's your career. It's your job. It's your reality. And it's your certification. It's all about you. You will get strategies and stories, inspiration, information on how to live your best life in this podcast. This is all about helping you stay fresh, energized, and making sure that you are your best self on the job. And when you're off the job, when you finish that day shift or that night shift, or your day is done. And this is about today, tomorrow, and your nursing future. So hang on. Thank you for being here with me on this amazing journey that we call nursing life. Hi, it's Natalie again. Thanks for joining me to talk a little bit about my experience through breast cancer screening. The last episode, I left off where I had the biopsy and I laid in the Superman pose for probably an hour with my arms really stretched out above my head as I laid flat on the MRI table and had a biopsy in my left breast, the bad boob. Now I will pick up where I left off. So the Breast cancer screening journey continued after that. And I got the call on Monday at the end of the workday for the doctor who did the biopsy that it showed up as invasive malignant carcinoma. So it was breast cancer. And of course, I told her I wasn't ready for that. I've been taking care of a sick kid for about six months, and it took all my energy And it threw me off on sleep and work and everything that I had been trying to do to take care of myself. It all fell apart. So I wasn't ready. And I had to have a freak out moment on the phone and tell the doctor that I'm not able to take this on right now. I'm taking care of my kid who happens to be in residential therapy for a serious mental health condition. So I was already strained. And that makes me want to pause and say that when I first had the callback for abnormality on the mammogram in February, I said, our household doesn't necessarily have the resilience or isn't prepared to deal with two serious health issues. But guess what? That's what happens is we are handling two serious conditions in our house. So I got the call Monday at the end of the day that it was a cancer. I told the doctor I needed a minute and I took a minute. And of course, I got the call at quarter to five. So I didn't have very many minutes to get information. But she told me all the good things. 
it was hormone receptor positive. It had a low KI-67, you know, and they were going to send off the HER2 for fish. You know, I got a lot of info. I have a few notes and they don't really make sense because I was really not focused at the time. And the doctor said, we are the worst ones. You need to have someone take care of you. Well, that seems really hard to do when, as the one of the adults in the house, I feel like we're always thinking or I'm always thinking or managing, t- telling people what needs to be done, telling people what to do, but also thinking about so many things that I have to do and doing many things. I always feel like I'm not doing enough, but assume good intent is what I ask of you. I'm really, I mean well, and there's so many things to do. It's not possible to get everything done. So I took the call. I listened to this doctor and I hung up. It was five to five. I called the surgeon's office because I already went to the surgeon in in the end of March. The surgeon's the one that ordered the MRI to see if there was anything else before the high-risk benign tissue that was found on the mammogram in February was excised. So now the things that were discovered on the MRI report, one of them was cancer. So when the report said recommended biopsy, they were spot on. So I processed for like 30 seconds, called the surgeon's office, got an appointment for Thursday. This was at the end of the day, Monday. Thursday was a long ways away. That night, Monday night, I was pretty drained when I kind of came back and put all together what I had heard that day and what it meant from a couple months of screening, diagnosis. That was already two biopsies that had been done at that point. So a couple friends came over and that was really great. And my husband was out of town for two more days, which was actually okay because I'm not sure that he would be able to emotionally connect on this topic or definitely not be in the same place as me. I'm a nurse. But when I got the call Monday at quarter to five that it was an invasive carcinoma, my nursing hat was like not even there. I was just thinking about like that moment, what this meant. And of course, when I thought about it a little bit later, I'm like, I don't want to die. I'm not ready to die. And that was, I mean, when I found out that it was cancer, that's immediately what I thought of is, oh my God, I'm not going to be around in five years, possibly. Even though there's data that says this many women, this many people with breast cancer live this long with an early stage cancer. I mean, all I can think about is I might not be here in five years or two years. I might die early. And I I really, that was so scary, but that was my immediate thought. So in the evening when my good friend came over and my neighbor came over, who's also a really great friend, it was really nice. And we just sat there and of course the dog was there too and hyperactive, but I just like had people around and my pet and my kids were around. It was, it was really I was drained by like seven o'clock that day. So that was the outcome of the screening process to that point in time. The suspicious findings on MRI were actually cancer. After I had a few hours to begin to process that, I realized, oh, I need to call that doctor, that oncologist that I worked with so much about 10 to 15 years ago, because I really value, value his insight and his expertise. So. I thought of things I would do the next day to try to get a sense of what information I needed or what information was available right now, because I knew I had a surgeon appointment on Thursday, but that was still three days away. That was eternity in the moment on Monday evening. 
So as a nurse, I know people got bad news all the time. I don't really recall getting bad news. And I really wasn't aware of how I process bad news or what strategy to use to get focused on the things I needed to do. One thing that came to mind, well, I told you, I was afraid I'm going to die. Another thing that came to mind is, you know, I always need to get things done as soon as possible because if something comes up that's going to distract me, forget it. And the call at quarter to five on Monday saying that the biopsy showed invasive ductal carcinoma, that was definitely something that ruined any plans I had to accomplish tasks, probably including dinner for the rest of that day. And the thought of getting a good night's sleep, well, it really, forget it, because that night, I was up at from 2.30 to 5.30 in the morning. In terms of how to manage, there's lots of tips out there on what to do when you can't sleep in the night. And waking up in the night, it's happened to me a lot over the last six months. I've had a lot of things that were stressing me out. And I was used to waking up not early, like 5 or 6 or 4.45. That's early where you can actually get up and go on with the day. Waking up in the middle of the night where you only went to bed four, three hours ago, that is rough. So being tired really made my coping skills, uh, like I couldn't even begin to pull them together is how I felt on Tuesday after getting the call the night before. I was tired, so I didn't go to exercise because I hardly slept. That was a good excuse to skip the gym. I wasn't rested. I tried to read it for an hour in the night and I still was wide awake. So when I get to Tuesday, I had written down to call the oncologist that I knew. So I did because I thought, okay, maybe I can get in this week. I need to talk to him. He will help me understand you know, where to begin. And I'll get, make sure they get the path report. That's easy. So I called the doctor's office and I asked for the nurse who I worked with so much as a clinical trials coordinator. And she was treating patients because she does everything in the office. She's been there for years. She's amazing. And I said, well, I used to work with the doctor and the nurse, and I need to make a new patient appointment. So I gave them my name and you know a little bit of information that they asked for. And then I, they said, when do you want to come in? And I said, um, do you have anything on Wednesday or Friday? Because it was Tuesday. And Thursday, I had another doctor appointment with the surgeon. The first appointment, now that I know I have a cancer in my left breast, that bad boob on the left. So I thought, Wednesday or Friday? And the lady on the phone said, well, the doctor's on vacation starting Friday. Can you come in today? And I said, yes. And so I did my walk with my friend, which we had planned, You know, sticking to the plan. I tried to do that. And I needed some exercise to manage my nervous energy, the feeling of stress that was filling me up. I knew that is not healthy to have that sitting in me all the time. So I went to the appointment and my college daughter went with me. So when I think about her coming with me, that's another topic. But initially, I didn't think to invite her and my husband wasn't in town. But he knew because I texted him right away when I found out the day before what the biopsy showed. I wasn't going to bring my daughter. I didn't want to scare her was my initial thought. Well, she asked, do you want me to go with you? So I said, Okay. She goes, I can take notes. So we brought the notebook and she went with me. And I had the appointment and it was so reassuring. And I hadn't been reading really anything on the internet at all until like the day after the biopsy. But still, that was on one very specific topic about what shows up on the MRI, what the different languages. And of course, it really didn't, it was totally wrong. 
if I were to hang my hopes on that, I would have been sorely disappointed. Although I wasn't really thinking that it was going to be cancer when I got the call on that Monday. But it helped to get information. And I feel so lucky that I could, as I told my other friend who used to work with me in the clinical trials role, I could just skip the whole healthcare dancing around routine just to get an appointment. I literally called, asked to talk to somebody in the office. They said, oh, can you come in today? I felt so lucky. So that's where being a nurse paid off. Because when I stopped to think on that morning, oh, I've got to call this doctor, that will help me to understand a little bit right away, a little bit more than what I thought the surgeon, not to discredit the surgeon, but a little more about what to think for, not just that I'm going to have surgery, but treatment. Like, what what am I looking at here? Okay, so I went to my appointment. I felt better after seeing the oncologist on Tuesday afternoon. My daughter was with me. And I walked out of there feeling good and early cancer. May not need chemo. We have to still get more information, of course, to know the bi- about the biology of the tumor, the OncoDX, to know about the lymph nodes and surgery. You'll have surgery. You, you'll your choice is is very personal about lumpectomy or mastectomy. Of course, if you have a lumpectomy, you'll need radiation, and if there's anything in the lymph nodes, you'll re- need radiation. But this is hormone receptor positive, so it's probably an early cancer. Looks like that may be able to treat it with just tamoxifen or hormonal therapy, whatever is appropriate, versus going through chemo and knowing that right off the bat. So I felt very reassured. And so being a nurse, it helped to know someone to call. And it's somewhat ironic that these are the people I worked with. Like This doctor put so many people on clinical trials for breast cancer treatment. And I loved my job meeting those people who were going on the trials, um, giving them the information about the trial, working with the doctor's office, supporting the women, navigating them, really. When I was the clinical trials coordinator, a lot of what I did was breast cancer. But knowing that doctor and knowing how to call and get information, get an appointment right away, probably helped me to stay sane for two more days until I went to see the surgeon. So when I think about how it helped me to be a nurse, I said just knowing someone, I mean, like really knowing someone that I could call who was an appropriate appointment for me, given that I know I have breast cancer now in the left breast, the bad boob. But I never really thought about what it would be like to be the person with the cancer diagnosis. I've said screening is to find the abnormalities and catch them early. That's why we do a mammogram or an MRI or whatever it is you're doing. That's why you do a lot of screening, colonoscopies for other cancers, uh, GI cancers. But I never really knew what it meant until now. And I knew we didn't have all the information, but waiting has been so hard. So I didn't, wasn't very patient. And what I've learned is every day, even though I said I wasn't reading a lot on the internet, it really is true. Don't go reading on the internet because like after the oncologist's appointment, I did look up something that I was curious about for my path report. And that stayed in my head for two days. And it really drained me after I initially felt reassured by going to the oncologist. So I've had to learn how to take bad news and put it away out of my head so that I can function. I have had to convince myself that I'm not really sick. Took a couple days of shock from the diagnosis that I got on that Monday at quarter to five from the person who did the biopsy. Took me a couple days to figure out, oh, you know, I'm not sick. I can still exercise. You know, I have a lot to do in my household and in my work in every aspect of my life. But getting the information is really what helps me to get a sense of, of how to function. So not knowing, not not having coping skills, or not knowing what my coping style is when I'm getting bad news, or expecting, or 
know it's possible to get what seems like really bad news. I've learned how to process that. I realize not knowing is the worst. Having bad news or having bad news is so much better than no news. And I've really learned, lastly, that no one can really begin to know what it feels like to be the patient or to find out you have a cancer diagnosis until you experience it. And I thought that I was genuine and I was empathetic. I'm not really sure that I knew how to do that, but now I know what it's like to be the one having to to accept the bad news. It takes a while to accept it. And there's been more decision-making that's gone on since I found out about three weeks ago that I had an early breast cancer. So stay tuned for more about my breast cancer screening and diagnostic journey. Thanks for being here. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe and tell your friends and colleagues about this podcast. Connect today with the CareerWise Nurse podcast community. Do this by emailing belong at careerwisenurse.com. That's B-E-L-O-N-G at careerwisenurse.com. Join the CareerWise Nurse Facebook group. A link is provided at the bottom of the page. Leave a review for this podcast. Scroll past the episodes where you will see write a review. I read every review because I want to know what you think, what you want to know, who you want to meet to help you live your best nursing life. Tap on the stars to rate this podcast. Thank you. Talk to you soon.